Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome. Today marks one year since we launched the Present Moment podcast. <laughs> and we want to take a moment to just say thank you to all our listeners and supporters. And we're excited to see where the next year brings us. Yeah, so today we brought two of my friends, AJ and Dove, for an episode full of some juicy questions and discussion. I feel like we should have a chance to introduce ourselves yeah, before yeah, we yeah, answer yeah, these who, questions. Who, who okay, go, you know, go ahead. My name is Dove. Dove. Um, this is a relationship kind of podcast, so I guess let's say I've been in a relationship for like two and a half years now, so Ooh. yeah, I'm Shout steady. Out. And um, yeah, that's me. I'm AJ. Hi. Nice to meet everybody. Thanks for having me. And um, I was in a relationship for around two years. Ooh. I really hope she does not listen to this. <laughs> I don't think so. We're going to start by asking you guys, well, all of us, we're going to go on a speed round of Would You Rather Dating Edition. First of all, I want to say something. Yeah. Okay. I don't represent <laughs> the entire male population. Neither do I. So, number one, would you rather ghost or get ghosted? You know, you, you kind of want to say ghost because although you're kind of an asshole, at least like you're you're the asshole. You're not like uh, the recipient of, uh, you know, getting ignored. So Fair. I would rather be neither, obviously, but if I have to choose one, I'd probably ghost. For me, it's very context dependent. If I was like talking to a girl for like a bit and then I was kind of like, you know, feeling it, then I would rather... Um, ghost then get wait no 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 opposite i'd rather <laughs> get ghosted than ghost okay. because i would be like too i wouldn't want to like hurt her feelings right i feel that but if i didn't like care that much about the person <laughs> fair then i'd rather be like okay whatever like i can live with that makes me sound like an asshole no i get it yeah. but like, well, that's the point of the question oh i'd rather ghost really yeah damn i just want to say i ghost a lot but not on purpose <laughs> Fair. like i'll see the text and then i'll forget about it and then i'll go back and it's been like you know six hours and it hasn't been on purpose i don't like, think six hours is ghosting what's, what's i would say ghosting, ghosting is like consistently just a week we'll talk about this after yes we have questions okay about this. Don't worry. we'll skip this so for me i would rather get ghosted honestly i just don't want to be the person who ghosts like it's just I don't know if it's an ego thing or like a character thing, but I, I just don't want to be the, I don't want to ever tell my friends like I intentionally meant to just leave someone like that. You're very empathetic. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, that's pretty on brand. All right, next question. Okay, would you rather forget your anniversary with your partner or forget your partner's birthday? Wow. <laughs> I feel like it's, there's no right, like there's no right answer. It's kind of the same. Like if you forget the birthday, they'll be pissed off. If you forget the anniversary, they'll be pissed off. But which one do you think they'll be more pissed off about? I would say I'd rather forget the anniversary. I agree I with agree. you. Birthday is like a very important uh, day for every individual person. And honestly, like a lot of people forget their own anniversaries, but they'll never forget their own birthdays. <laughs> That's fair. So, That's true. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. I agree. Okay, so we all agree on that one. Would you rather spend a month in jail? Or a year on an island with someone you've never met. If that person is Haley Steinfeld, <laughs> then definitely the island. <laughs> Probably the island. Is it like a nice Do island? Do you think she'd become your lover? What if it's a he? <laughs> oh, like it's Haley Steinfeld. Then we become best friends. Like, is this like a nice island or is it just like a barren wasteland? I don't know. 
it's whatever See, you want it to be. There's, there's so much to like. There, it's, it's a here. simple would you rather question. Well, no, I mean, is this going to stay on my criminal record? Is it going to stop me from being able to get? Is a this job a white collar jail, or am I getting like? <laughs> Like, is, it, is there even an opportunity to drop the soap, or do you get a private shower? I don't know. On the desert island, is there food? Um, is there, is there Wi-Fi? You know, like, I guess you can make whatever you want of it. Think of it as the worst of the worst. I guess both of them are bottom baseline worst. Oh, if it's the worst of the worst, I'd rather get in jail. Yeah, I'd rather be a month in jail. It's one month in jail, I get food still. Worst of the worst, like what? Oh, actually, you know what? You could be in jail and get served. You could. Yeah, but on the desert island, the worst of the worst, there's no water, yeah. no food, you hallucinate, and you're with one other person, which means... What if that person it also rapes you? What if What if that person eats you? I mean, but then I'd be dead. So like, it doesn't really I think. Well, originally my answer would be to be on the island because you know the whole. What if we become lovers? Like then you know it's a fun time. But I think we'd kill each other eventually. I don't know. I'm gonna stick to the island. It depends if like the, is the island Turks and Caicos or is it like sure? I guess is it like some random stranded island? I don't know. Island? I guess. You know, it's a difficult a question. I right. think a month in jail would be fine. Okay. It's a good experience. So I guess we can move on to our juicy right. questions. Yeah, so that was just... We're going to be the asking the boys some when questions. Juicy, how juicy is juicy? You'll find out. You'll find out. I Should we so go well. like one-one? Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, so we're going to start and then you guys ask and we'll go back and forth. So our first question is uh, who should pay for the first date? Whoever asks to go on the first date. I agree with you. I think the guy should pay. <laughs> Can you elaborate why? I've talked about this before. I just think that, like, the guy should pay. That's I mean, I think on principle the guy should pay, but at the end of the day, if you did ask, you should pay. That's how I think of it. What do you think, Doug? Well, I don't think we should be conforming to the, uh, the gender stereotypes. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I think AJ has a really good point. If you're the one to initiate the date and it's a costly date and you initiated the plans, you're the one who wants to do this thing, you're taking the other person out. The girl can do that for the guy, and the guy can do that for the girl, the guy for the guy, the girl for the girl. Or whatever other... Combination. To, <laughs> to assign here. Um, and to say that the guy has to do it is assuming this sort of, like, uh, this dynamic, which, I don't know, I find to be pretty outdated. In addition, if you're going to go to a restaurant and you're paying, like, 10 bucks, $13 for some food, like... No, you can pay for your own A&W, you know what I'm saying? I do think, because at the end of the day, it's like, if you suggest a costly place, like was said before, you're choosing that you can afford that place, but there's no guarantee that the other person, let's say you're the girl asking to go to this expensive place, how do you know that the guy you're going with can afford to pay for both of you here? You know, you initiate it, so it's not really fair. But if it's like A&W, I mean, I think I would expect a guy to pay for me at A&W. If it's a first date, like, I'm not expecting anything crazy. Like, let's say we're going, like, I don't know, for coffee or ice cream. To me, if I go on a date with a guy and like on the first date, there like he not not that he has to pay, but like let's say offering to pay or whatever. If he doesn't do that, to me, I see him more as a friend because that's what I mm -hmm. do with my friends. Like I'll go out with my guy friends and we'll split the bill and like he pays once, I pay once, like that kind of thing. They should also kind of try to impress you. I that's see a first date like you should be. It. I'm not trying to impress you, but you should also be trying to impress me. So what about a situation where you you're talking to this guy and. You guys were gonna you're gonna go for like uh I don't know, like ice cream, something low key, something and then you decide, like, you know what, like I really wanna go get like a nice dinner. And then you suggest and you suggest like I don't know, some like fancy Mexican place and you wanna get these like fifty dollar like fajitas or something. <laughs> okay. If you upgrade the cost of the date, would you say you then have an obligation to pay if you're the one like to to, to turn that date from an ice cream date to like a fancy dinner date? 
I do think on principle, the guy should just say no if he doesn't think he can afford that. Like if you, you shouldn't be going into this date expecting to still pay for me. So if you don't think you can afford that, just say, I don't want to go to the Mexican place. I think it's if, if it's a second date, I, you know, like I agree with that. I don't know. It, okay. It's, it's different. It's different. Like, like if you're going out for drinks and you're going to like, I don't know, book it like a Budweiser or something. Yeah. Like that is, it's not over the top for the guy to pay. Like I understand I that. do but think... You know, yeah. to expect that the person's going to pay for, like, a $30 meal or something like that is a little... It's almost rude on the, on the side of the... No, there's pecking. never an expectation on my end. Like, every time I go on a date, I will always be like, I oh, always no, offer. let's split. Oh, no. Like, I, like, you know, it's never an expectation. But, like, values for me, like, I do think that if I'm going out with, on a date with a guy, like, I do think that he should pay. If he doesn't, that's fine. I just... I will see you more as a friend. Right. Granted, it is context dependent. You know, yeah, like, it is. Of course, it's, it's very context dependent. But in general, if we're talking generalized. Because right. on a principle, I do agree with whoever brings it up should. Right. Um, next. Lovely. You next. Guys can Are we asking <laughs> We're going to ask a question? Yeah. 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 You want to ask them? All right. Yeah, we came up with a few questions here, I guess. Uh, let's see. All right. So this is a, you have to choose one. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be in an open relationship? Or you are only able to have sex once a month with the person that you really like. Once a month with the person I really like. I can't do an open... I don't know. I feel like an open relationship for me at this point in time would just ruin my relationship. I see sex really emotionally, so I think I'd have a really hard time like moving on from that. I agree with her. Same? Yeah, I agree. So we, I actually told AJ I thought once a what month you guys was like, think? too few. Like, it was, it was too little. I wonder, like, if you raise it to, like... Once every two months. Two months. Three months. Ooh. Like, at what point well, at what do you point budge? does it switch to the open relationship? I don't know. I... Oh, fine. I'll do, I'll do one. Once a year. Oh. Once every 394 days. <laughs> but then, wouldn't it be... For us? So, okay. If you're in an open relationship, how often are you going with other people if you can only be with each other once a year? Whenever you want. So you can be with each other whenever you want if you choose the open relationship route. Mm -hmm. Yes. I guess if it was once a year, I would choose the open relationship because once a year and like that's kind of rough. Like I, I wouldn't. That's... Exactly. That's that. Yeah. And then maybe you could do like once a year the open. You guys do your open stuff, but then you're with each other all the time. I'm cheating your question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just manipulate well, we could, her way out of it. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I suppose so. But, I mean, if we restrict it even further, you could say, okay, the open relationship is something that you're not really in control of. So you, you're not really in control of, over whether your boyfriend decides I mean, you to, could have open discussions about what you're comfortable and not comfortable with. Sure, yeah, yeah. But if you, if you restrict him to once a, a year, well, then it's not really as open as you, as you think because you are uh, active in the other person's... Uh, Sexual exploits, which are not really, which kind of go against the uh, the principle. That's fair. What would you guys do in that situation? Would I rather, if you're, you're asking us the same question, yeah. I just ask you. Threw it back. <laughs> now we gotta answer it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could not be in an open relationship. Okay. So you're going full incel. Full incel. <laughs> What, what impact would that have on you? Being in an open relationship? Yeah, that you wouldn't be in one. Um, mental anguish. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I agree. I could not do an open relationship. I also agree. No, absolutely not. And I like, mean, I'm, I'm assuming that, like, in this relationship, I really like the person. Because if I didn't, then I wouldn't be in a relationship with them. But, like, once I get to that point where, like, I really, really like that person, I don't think in good conscience I would be able to enter an open So situation. on a basis, you would find sex an emotional thing. If it was with someone that I'm emotionally attracted to. Okay. But... Beautiful. Next. <laughs> All right. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the statement? If a girl says, until he puts a label on it, I'm talking to other people and I'm going on dates with them. That is such a nasty question. <laughs> that is a really nasty question. That's nonsense. <laughs> May I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, nonsense. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, labels are like a label can mean something wildly different to me than it does to you. And a label. What if the label is just that he makes it clear that he wants to be just you guys together? Not you don't have to say boyfriend girlfriend, but like. I'm not seeing any other girls anymore. So exclusivity. as a Yes, way. exclusivity. I feel like, and I don't have like a ton of experience with this, so I don't know if my answer is like 100% accurate, but I feel like exclusivity is like a very, very like early label to set on a relationship. Like it comes before the dating, it comes before like the boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, all that kind of stuff regularly. Uh, yeah. So I feel like it depends. Like if you go on like th- three dates, say you meet this guy online, you go on like three, four dates it's probably fine to be going on other dates until whatever. But if you're like going on like a bunch of dates with this guy and you guys are, you have a good relationship beforehand and it's like something that's more thought out and more talked about, I think it might not be the right thing to do, but it's all, it's all context. So I feel like I've been in a position where it was like, I really liked this guy, but there was no talk of I'm not seeing other girls. So I was like, I don't want to be stupid and tell every other guy, like when guys would ask me, Oh, or, do you want to go on a date? I didn't know if my answer should be I'm seeing someone or yeah, I'm down because I honestly wasn't down. I did like that person. So, yeah, I think the, the phrasing of the question is a little um, misleading in that it forces the guy to have to put a label on it. Um, there should be, if, if possible, open communication about what the state of the relationship is. Um, it's not that you have to be all like crazy and be like, so are we exclusive? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. But um, exclusivity in my eyes doesn't always come before um, the dating. Okay. You know, a lot of people go on multiple dates with multiple people, but if you start to read the room, so to speak, and you see that you know both of you are in- entering into something that could you know eventually be considered dating, um, if there's open communication about that, then there's a point at which you guys can both come to the decision to not go out with other people. I do feel like people get blindsided very often. Like you're saying, read the room, but how well can you really read the room? Well, reading like, the room isn't only finding an intuition or feeling it it's uh it can also involve discussing it i mean again it's very difficult for me to have my input in this because i haven't actually experienced you know going on multiple dates yeah at the same time so like for me it's like it's very clear cut if you're going on a date with somebody or dating somebody uh or rather going on dates with somebody and it feels like you're entering into some sort of you know exclusive relationship well then obviously you're exclusive but in another you know culture or another formulation of going out with people like you said you go out with multiple people at the same time as uh and you don't really know what, what whether to say yes or no mm-hmm. that's something that i don't really have experience in so i don't really know would you be okay would you say like you go on a date with one person that's it and you continue only seeing that person will you cut off anyone else that asks you 
Like, at what point do you start cutting people off? It also matters how much you actually like the guy. If you really like the guy, and even though you haven't defined that it's exclusive, but you you feel like you want to have something with this person, and you you would feel that maybe they'd be even upset if they found out you were going out with somebody else, well, then that's a decision that you have to make based on what they, uh, how you feel about them. That's fair. I agree with that. Okay. AJ, any comments? Yeah, more or less the same. Like if I was, if I liked someone a lot and I went on a couple dates with them, I would not be so happy if they were like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm seeing like three guys or whatever. Yeah. So I also wouldn't do the same. But I also think just back to the original, like original question, it's like, if you're in a situation where you really like a guy and you're going on a few dates and you don't want him to see other people and it's something you're worried about, you can be like, hi, we've gone on a few dates. I really like you. I want to not see other people. And then if he's like, oh, well, I want to see other people. Well, then you know that that's not what you're looking for. And then you get out of there. Or if he's like, oh, yeah, I feel the same. Like, that's great. Whatever. Then, you know, you're on a good path. I totally agree. I think communicating as you're going is really, really important. Like, no matter what stage of relationship you're in, like just having the open line of saying what you're feeling, it's so hard. I don't know. Like in today's day and age, just communicate how you're feeling. People will shut you down so easily. Like I think for me, I was really lucky. Like when I was starting my relationship, I like very early on, even if anyone else asked me and we hadn't had that discussion yet, even though we had it pretty like, like I would say like we both knew where we were at. If other people asked me and it wasn't clear yet, I would still say no. Because I, I dropped that whole ego thing of, I'm not closing my options because he hasn't asked me because genuinely I didn't want to. That's the thing he has to ask you is like... I mean, I asked my boyfriend out. Right. I asked him to be my boyfriend. So I, I would say I'm pretty progressive. But it can be communicative. And like AJ said, if the guy is like, yeah, after two dates or whatever, he seems like he wants to be seeing other people. He's probably a hooligan. A hooligan? <laughs> he's probably a hooligan. That's so, hooligan behavior. Yeah, it is. So you got to just be on the lookout for that. So, so open communication is the... That makes sense. You guys can ask us. AJ? Okay. So, this is a little bit difficult to explain, so I'll do my best. Okay. okay. We'll ask for clarification. You have five categories. Okay. Personality, face, body, money slash job, and, like, sexual ability. Okay. They're all out of ten. So, you have 50 possible points. Okay. You have 35 points to allocate towards these five categories. Where do you put them? So just to clarify, if you were to go like the same for every single one, it'd be sevens across the board because there are right. five categories. Or if you value one more than that, you can do like oh, 10 points for one and then right. five so for another. If you assign 10 points, now you have less points to allocate for. Can we maybe just say what we value more or less or equal rather than actually numerical value? You can, but I wanted to get you guys to think a little bit. I have to. We have to like write that down. <laughs> I mean, okay. Do you want to start? Should I start? We can, yeah, we can get rid of the math thing. Okay, we can get, we can get, yeah, like, you can just like I have enough, answer it, like, I have enough math simple. in my week. I'm taking two stats courses. I don't want to do more. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, so you said personality, face. I'll write them down. Body, here. money, and, and sexual ability. Yes. Okay. Personality for me is like, okay, it's going to sound so like whatever, but I do think that you have to have an equal amount of like physical attraction to the person and like personality. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be 50-50. It could be 40-60, whatever. But like I think that they're both equally important. I know that some people are like, personality overlooks any day. Like, sure. I don't agree with that. I think that you have to be attracted to the person at least 
in this question though, we've separated. You've separated it all. Of I know. Sexual, um, attraction. Right. Yeah. Because there's like face and then there's body. Yeah. Yeah. Which and then there's sexual ability too. Right. So those are all different facets of like physical attraction that are not necessarily equal. Like, mm-hmm. I know for like me personally, like there are a lot of guys that are like, oh, like I don't care what her face looks like if she has like a big butt or whatever. Like, does I'm like I have a face. But you're guy. talking to her face, not her butt. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your opinion. But yeah. I promise a lot of guys would disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So personally, I'm like I'm like I'm a face guy. So. If I had to answer this question, my rating for like having a really you know pretty face would be higher than having like a really nice body. wonderful butt or whatever else. You <laughs> a wonderful butt. I, I, <laughs> I agree. For me, it would definitely be like personality, face, and then like the rest. Okay. Like I think those are like the two. Like that's the person I'm talking to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I think for me, the three highest rated would have to be personality, face, and sexual ability. I think, you know, when you're talking to someone's face a lot, you should be attracted to it. For me, a lot of times, personality also makes your face more attractive. And, like, as a human, you become more attracted to me. So those two kind of go together, but I think there needs to be initial attraction. Um, So personality is pretty high, face is high, sexual ability is high. I just think, like, you need to be sexually attracted to your partner and you have to have good sexual chemistry. Like... You know, there are people who would say I need to have sex before I get in a relationship with somebody because they don't want to get in that relationship and be like, it sucks. <laughs> I'm out. You have to test drive the car before you buy it. Agree. Um, body? I don't agree with that. Okay. Honestly, I don't I, agree with it either. <laughs> I just, there's a phrase I don't <laughs> Body is less important to me. Like, I feel like I don't, I'm not rating them, but it's less important than those three. And then money, I would say is important to a degree. I think money places limitations and can create stressors in relationships that wouldn't be there otherwise. So I think, you know, you, you can be like this whole wholesome idea of like, I don't care what he has, I love him for who he is. I agree. Like if, you know, push comes to shove, like I, I love someone and that's the situation, of course I'll love them nevertheless. But I do think if I get to choose, it's a little bit important because it would it could create problems that aren't even the problems because of the person. It's like problems because of their financial situation. I agree with that. Why don't you guys agree with the test drive the car before you buy it? More to a relationship than sex. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Where sexual chemistry is built. If it's, if it's not there immediately and you see that and you say, oh, we didn't have good sex, I'm not going to be with this person, you're limiting the possibility that you can develop a good sexual chemistry. Exactly. Stuff like that, like, obviously everyone's different. It depends on your experience and who you are as a person, but like, it's, you don't have, like, the level of sex that you have with a person is not the same after a week of dating yeah. or six months of dating, a year of dating, five years of whatever. So it doesn't make any sense for me to make a judgment based off the literal first time you have sex with someone and be like, oh, well, this is just what it is and I don't want that. So I, I, It's like yeah. sex is amazing, but he's a shit person. Like As well, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I rate sex and personality on the same wavelength. I also think that for me, I'm not saying to also I'm not saying I only test drive the car before I buy it. That's so not that that is not what I do at all. We all know that. But <laughs> the face I just made. But for me, I think the ability to learn what your partner likes is what I mean by sexual ability. You can do that through conversation. But I think it's easier to learn through the act of doing it. I, again, I'm saying once you're in that relationship, sexual ability and the ability uh, 
how mu- how good it can be is what's important. Listen, but you, really... you don't know how good it can be just by doing it once before you're dating the guy. No, you don't, which is why it wouldn't stop me from getting a relationship. What would stop me is if it continuously was something that they weren't listening. Like, it wouldn't be good ever. Like, if I was just genuinely dissatisfied, completely sexually in my relationship long term. Right, but that's different than test driving yeah. the car before you buy it. That's not a test drive. I didn't say I agree with a, that statement. I was just putting that oh, statement. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I, def- I don't agree with the statement. For me... I can see why people agree with the statement. It's not for me. It's just I was putting. I, I, mean, was, I misunderstood yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I think it's your turn. It's us, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you guys believe in the whole idea of like the spark and like love at first sight and like all that? Interesting. <laughs> kind of similar to um, the you know the sexual uh, chemistry question. I think you can develop more love for somebody and like I said before you might be limiting yourself you might be limiting yourself if you um, if you have one quick instinct and then that's that however it is still important to sort of trust your intuition and um, you know we're very good at sometimes having a feeling and that being actually an accurate um, you know description of what's actually going on in your yeah. in your head yeah. And in your in your body and everything else. Because, you know, people go out and then they, they're like, you know, he was nice. It was nice. Da, 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 da. But, like, I didn't feel that spark. Like, what is that, like, spark? Do you know what I mean? To me, I think it kind of works backwards. I think for me, I'm able to immediately tell if I'm completely not interested in somebody. But it's very hard to determine whether or not I am interested in somebody. Yeah. In terms of finding, like, that, that spark, I find that, like it's it's kind of like it's it's like a fallacy you know like you could it could be completely dependent on your mood or your environment or whatever that's a based good point. on if you feel like an instant like infatuation towards someone or whatever to me like the the real important parts of like getting to know someone and growing to really care for them and appreciate them whatever like it's impossible for that to not come with time you, yeah you can't initially make those judgments about a person and not, not even a judgment, just a judgment of your own feelings towards the person until you know them much better. But on the flip side, I think you can instantly determine if you are not attracted to somebody. I just want to add, um, something that's important about time is not just the fact that you're getting to know the person more and more. It's that, you know, when we make judgments, if we make snap mm-hmm. judgments, they come, like AJ said, at a, at a time when you're in a certain mood. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to make judgments in specific moods and then think this is what I feel always this is my feeling about this person you're not giving yourself enough time to see what you feel like with that person then when you're in other moods and I think the more accurate way to do it would be to sort of take an average or an aggregate of how you feel in a variety of different settings and moods and then putting that together to be like overall I do have a you know very Mm -hmm. enjoyable uh, time with this person I really I do love this person and even if there are moments where you're like, oh, I don't know about this, or you know, this maybe isn't isn't right. You can assess that as being a product of a specific mood. That might not be the overall. That might not be your perspective. That might mm-hmm. be your perspective in a specific mood. So you're so. saying that, like, when you're dating, it's really important to be aware of the fact that these fluctuations do exist, and like, you have to keep that into account before making these decisions. Saying, oh, I went on a date. It was. Eh, and like you don't go ever again. It's important to give it another shot. I think a lot of people do usually give it another shot. I think for the most part. Yeah. At the same time, though, like I just said, 
there are you can trust that sort of gut feeling that you sometimes you just know i feel like sometimes you do just know if you like someone or if you don't if you don't like someone like sometimes some things people say it's very clear what their character is and immediately i can be like "Mm, yeah no but other times it's like i want more i want to see more but i i do think a spark exists like an initial spark Uh, but i also think it's hard we need to like figure out what is spark versus what is like almost toxic excitement i think i in the past have been guilty of confusing spark for toxicity someone who challenges me but not in a healthy way like not in a stable way like me (laughs) what (laughs) like with your crystals and stuff yes aj is i didn't mean like relationships. yeah i know (laughs) it is referring to when we argue about things just for funsies yeah like, you know, because I think I've been confusing... People would say I confuse, bore, like, boring guys. Nice guys equals boring, toxic equals exciting. You have more spark with someone toxic. I disagree. I think, like, it's important to recognize why you're attracted to that toxicity, but... Like, there's Wait, a different level. What like, is spark? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm spark. trying to say. What is spark? I don't know. To me, it's, like, just the instant, like, connection. Like, to me, it's, like, oh, I meet someone, and, like, I feel like I've known them forever. Yeah. And it's, like, I feel so comfortable, and, like, you know, it just, it works. It's, but that's a real like, personality thing, and that's different from What if someone's just good attraction? at dating? What if someone's just really good at first dates? Yeah. Is that a spark? That they know how to do a first date? But I feel like a spark is something that, like, it's more, like, intuition kind of based. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, like, I can go out with a guy, and he can do everything perfectly by the book. But and I you're like, home, I just can't. And I'm, like, mm, no. I think for me, I used to take spark as what kind of was unsure or unknown to me because it was exciting. And then more recently, I've seen spark as something like Michelle said, where it's, I feel like I can really just be open and talk to this person. Like, I just feel warm and like safe around them. Like, that's become like my spark. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. (laughs) All right. What do we have here? Okay. I'm scared. Don't listen no, to me. No, 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 actually have stages of grief when this happens <laughs> i think some girls no, do go through stages of grief do, but obviously it's like not that big of a deal it literally but, is the stages of grief though but it, i wonder if you could assign those to the different like uh time periods so, okay you know, five okay. minutes so you're like annoyed and 10 minutes I can you're actually like, answer angry and then 30 minutes you're like gonna slash his tires all right so i'm gonna preface this one with we're talking about a scenario where I haven't been communicated with about the fact they're going to be busy. If we're in a world where that day, this, the guy messages me saying, hey, today's going to be a really busy day. I'm not going to be on my phone for quite some time. Like, feel free to message me, but like, I'm still thinking of you and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, that doesn't. In that situation, this does not apply because there will be no grief. There'll be no anger. They take their time. They message me when they're ready. They have shit to do. If I'm not told or not communicated with, I can actually give a very clear example. When I first started talking to my boyfriend, there was a day that he just had a really tired day. And again, like there's the adjustment of like you're talking to a girl, you know, having to communicate. It's new territory. He went golfing the whole day. He was tired. He went to bed early. I didn't hear from him from like 3 p.m. one day until 11 a.m. the next day. 
And yeah, <laughs> AJ made, like widened his eyes. So I remember that day that I didn't hear from from 3 p.m. I was kind of like, okay. By the time the evening came, I was a little bit confused. And I would think before I went to bed was when I was really like, I was giving it the chance of like, he will message me before I go to sleep. And he didn't message me yet. And at that point, I was going through the anger. I would say that's when I would assign the anger stage. I would get angry towards the night. The anger comes if it's the whole day. Can we just clarify that you, you guys are probably texting most of it, like a lot of the time, like most of the Consistently, day. yeah. Right. Because like from my perspective, like with my girlfriend, I'm just not much of a texter. So like from 3 p.m. to 11 a.m. is like not strange at all. It's not out of the ordinary. But what if she me. messages you? Like if I said something and he just hasn't responded. It happens, you know, sometimes you put your phone away. Sometimes not everyone is so glued to their phones that they, uh, you know, respond right away. Um, I agree. But, but yeah, no, I understand that's if, my if, there's, if there's a normal sort of like a habit that you have with the person. Almost a habit. Yeah. I mean, lately we don't text. All, I think there's like, as time goes, I think it's in the early stages, the communications, like you're always kind of texting and talking. But yeah, so towards the night, I think I got pretty pissed off in the morning. And when I woke up, I messed, I honestly, at that point I was worried. <laughs> then I woke up and I went through the worried phase. In the panic stage. Yeah, the panic stage, because I thought he died. <laughs> like, I was scared, and I called him, and he was like, I'm sorry, and I was like, it's okay. Like, I just, at that point, I was even mad. I'm like, it's totally fine. I was just worried something happened to you. Like, I know you went golfing, and we just haven't spoken since. Like, what if you went, I think I'm more of an anxious overthinker, and over time, as I've gotten to know this person, this doesn't happen as often, but definitely before you really know somebody, and you're unsure where you stand, that was kind of the motions that I went through so, and I told him that wasn't cool and that never happened again. So you're more of like an anxious than like angry non-respond. I'm definitely more of anxious. <laughs> she is, yeah. But uh, yeah. How does that differ from not being in a relationship with somebody and like just texting somebody who you're potentially going to go on a date And I think with. there's no really expectation there. I mean, I would just kind of be like, fuck it. And like, so like yeah. for instance, for me, like, there is someone that, like, I talk to, like, consistently, okay? And, like, we're not dating, but we talk all the time. And so, even recently, like, let's say if we're texting back and forth, we're having conversation, okay, back and forth, suddenly stops replying. To me, it's, like, okay, weird, but okay, I'm just going to leave it. Next day, like, nothing, and we're mid-conversation and you just disappear. Like, it does. it's not even piss, but it affects my mood. Like, I'm not pissed at you. I'm just pissed in general. Because you want to be talking to them. It's not even talking to them. No? It's just like, where did you go? Like, what the hell? Like, it, it just it just pisses me off that, like, suddenly, like, without, like, anything, you just disappeared. And, like, after that, when they do, like, text, it's not even, like, relief. It's not even, like, anger. It's not, like, anything serious. It's kind of just like, oh, okay, you're alive. Like, I don't know. I used to be very, like, dramatic about it, and it used to really bother me, and I used to have, like, for sure, like the whole like, I'm mad and now I'm pissed and now I'm accepting and I'm like yeah. <laughs> stages of grief. But like now, I feel like as I've gotten older myself, like I've realized that I'm not on my phone all the time. I get busy. I forget to reply. Like I forget to texting is not a form of communication that I like. I ex- like I accept expect you to communicate with me if we're dating. But if we're not dating, like I don't. It's not, like, an expectation. Like, if you're busy, I get it. I just would appreciate that you acknowledged that you were MIA for a day. Yeah. I think That's the expectations like, really... definitely changed for me from a talking stage to a relationship. But at the end of the day, like, I just expect communication to be there. I just want to advocate for 
phone calls, FaceTimes, and in person. Uh, oh, I prefer phone calls. Text communication just allows for so much miscommunication. <laughs> yes. And um, the fact that you're not actively engaged with the person leads to people getting upset when the person happens to be away from their phone and it seems like there's an ignoring, uh, that the person is ignoring. <laughs> yeah. Go. <laughs> okay, go. I was going to say, in my past relationship, um, my ex was in, we did like long distance for quite a bit. She was in Israel for a while and we texted like a lot. And I'm also like a very big texter in general. I text a lot of people all the time. I'm also like always on my phone. AJ and I have had full on like two hour long text conversations. And at that point, I don't even know why we don't call. It's like paragraphs. Like I don't like calling sometimes. Fair. Um, It's intimidating a little bit, whatever. But I was going to say like, it definitely like when our relationship started like declining, I guess a lot of it was definitely because we weren't communicating like with our you know voices and yeah. it was a lot of t- like you can't interpret tone over text yeah you can't interpret like people overthink so many things on text and like it's just not a healthy and effective method of communication like by yeah. any, like it's okay to text someone like oh like are you busy today but you don't want to have like a deep conversation with like your partner over i text. totally agree i definitely not i think for me it's more so once you understand each other's way of being like once you know like you said like your girlfriend we're not going to drop names (laughs) she knows you're not the biggest texter so she knows that if you're not responding that's normal that's classic that's your thing i you know what i mean like i know in my relationship like the consistencies of like how we talk yeah we're both busy during the day we're also long distance we talk at night we talk in the morning we do our own thing i think it's just at the end of the day about knowing and being in the loop and communicating with each other, you know? Right. We mm-hmm. honestly, like, haven't... And I want to not make it, like, a serious biological claim here, but we're not... We're, we're Over time, we've evolved to communicate with our faces and with our tone and with all these things that are completely lacking when you Text. restrict it to just words uh, on, a, on, like, a phone or a piece of paper. So, you know, it's important to... Uh, recognize that so that you don't take it too seriously yeah i was gonna to clarify it was something i said earlier like <laughs> i am all for like calling and whatever it's just sometimes i'm just like my energy is so low i'm not in the mood to like to like have a constant consistent like out loud conversation yeah. with someone because like if i'm like in bed and i'm like playing a game on my phone while like also like texting someone whatever like i'm not like i don't want to like facetime someone or call someone or whatever I call Dov all the time because he does not respond to my texts. So I text him in the morning like, oh, hey, are you going to school today? I get a text back four days later like, huh? <laughs> So I know if I want something from Dov or I got to get in touch with him, I give him a call. See, I think it's really based on like the person that you're talking to. Like, for example, for me, like with the guy that I used to talk to about like a year ago, our whole thing was like text based. And then my next, the next guy that I was talking to, I told him, like, I was like, I don't need you to text me good morning. I don't need you to text me good night. Like, I don't need the text. It makes a habit. Yeah, it becomes a habit. And then one day when you break that, like, routine, I'm like, why did he not text me? Is something wrong? Is he mad? Like, and like, I don't need that. So I said, this is not something that I need. I don't need you to text me all the time. Because you're always trying to prevent a habit. Yeah, I don't need it. And it's like, over time, like, you just kind of realize what you need and what you don't in a relationship and like yeah it's definitely like when you have a habit of texting or talking to someone like so consistently 
and then that routine is like broken even for like a small period of time it's definitely like strange i saw a video like this there was a person who did like a social experiment where they um they got a, a bot to text like good morning or something to a bunch of like these like influencers or whatever and he did it consistently for like I don't know fifty days or something, and they were obviously like creeped out by this guy who was texting them every single day. <laughs> um, but he decided one day to just like stop doing it for all of them, and they would post like being like on, like talking about how they're kind of sad that there's this person <laughs> who's like talking to them every single day, and then suddenly they're they're not texting them anymore, and they you know they, they broke a habit with a bot, and that affected their emotional. Uh, That's their emotional so state. interesting. <laughs> Because we're human and we're used to routine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's to us. Like, when something disturbs your routine, you're like, what happened? What's going on? What's yeah, on? I think if, like, a good morning text is nice. Like, I think if I never got used to good morning text, it wouldn't matter whether I got one or not. Right. But because you get one every day, it matters now. So, so now the day good. that he doesn't do that, you're going to be like, what happened? Well, then you can also rationally go through it and be like, eh, it's probably fun and he's probably busy. Like, again, it depends on the communication, what you know. It really depends. All right. But that's why it's important to build healthy habits that don't build unrealistic expectations totally agree with you what is your number one red flag for a girl first and foremost like um immature reactions to things mm-hmm. yes but what, what deploys deploy is that a word deploy is yeah. a word i don't know how you're gonna use it <laughs> <laughs> what defines an immature reaction can yes. you describe to me what that means that that could be a lot because immature can mean a lot to a lot of people well yeah clearly there are ways to um react to certain situations which are maybe like unreasonable unreasonable erratic irrational Those okay, are some okay. Words. yeah um and if you see that and you're like this is the way that a five-year-old would handle this scenario huh, and yes. not the way that a 25 year old would handle well not 25 20, <laughs> 21 year old would handle the scenario yeah then um that's definitely something to look out for at least from my perspective look some people are okay with dealing with those types of uh, reactions to things but i think you're signing up for a life of work if that's how your girlfriend reacts yeah. to everything yes exactly the life of which some people you know you might like but yeah some people like that's the, uh, that's a good red flag i agree i would drama i would say the same red flag in a man for me so what those said is like fairly like it's broad but it's like super accurate you, you don't yes. want to like in any relationship you have you don't want to be like this person does not respond to situations properly that's like a huge overarching mm-hmm. personality trait. For me, I would say like my my go-to like red flag for a girl is if like I feel like having a conversation with them that isn't like completely surface level is like a chore. Mm-hmm. I, if I feel like if I feel like I have like call it mansplain or whatever the hell you want to call it, if I feel like they don't understand like very simple basic concepts, <laughs> and, it just, and it just and it just becomes like there are a lot of people out there that it's like it's hard to talk to because like. You, you're saying things that are like simple and you're trying to like express yourself or whatever and they just they just don't catch on like a bland person that's not just those yeah it's not even bland it's no, someone that doesn't that doesn't really get see, what someone you're who's like maybe very like out to lunch very airheady very like not like not a not surface level person no no not surface no? level you could be surface level and you still can be, be surface able to level. like yeah like communicate really well and understand a lot of things it's more someone that's very like head in the clouds mm, mm-hmm. airheady doesn't really have a good perception on like reality and isn't able to like understand things. I feel like it's things that like, just go over so, that. So you just want to conversate. If a girl isn't able to conversate back with you, is that what? But it's like, more than just that. It's, it's more than more just than talking. That, yeah. Conversate on. No, I feel like it's talking? not even talking. I think it's just more like when someone isn't able to like 
maybe like reciprocate your energy yeah in a sense right. like if you're not on the same level and like same wavelength w- yeah like, and that's you, a, that's just general advice for everybody like yeah it's you want to find general. someone and it doesn't mean that like someone who is a little more airheaded can't find a, a, a good person for them no it's yeah. just like a personal yeah. it's a personal preference no yeah, i think I that's a really good one that's yeah that good. and the second one that i was thinking is definitely it's kind of similar to what love said but, but when people are like when people are like it seems like they're super attached to drama Ugh, when people yeah. like if there's like a really small something or like when they when they over exaggerate all these little tiny things that go on in their life and pretend like oh like the world is ending like i stubbed my toe like some because uh, it stresses like you out too if someone's overreacting you don't even know what the reality I'm, yeah, like, is i'm personally I'm, I'm quite empathetic so like when people i care about like have a lot of problems very often i'll find myself trying to like help them or putting not necessarily putting those problems on myself but putting myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, like you're having this issue. Like I'm going to try and help you through it or give you advice or whatever. But when this person is, you know, going through like the tiniest little thing and they make it seem like it's like, you know, all hell is breaking loose. I find it very hard to just like take them seriously in every aspect of whatever. Cause their reactions don't seem to be like on par with what's actually going on. I totally, it's also further like uh, you can extrapolate that to, actually difficult situations you're going to have to handle because if you're going to be in a relationship with someone for a long time you're going to encounter things that are going to be stressful and if they totally. handle things with very little little actual stress with a very extreme reaction how would they how react, would they react to, to mm-hmm. extreme things you know so very good answers and you guys want to ask us if you fell in love with an inanimate object <laughs> which object do you think it would be and why maybe like a piano because it could play music for me anytime and it like has no, some like it can't play music it can't play <laughs> well, it's, an object. it's not like a sentient piano it's literally just a piano. <laughs> sentient piano i still think a piano i don't know like it's cool and it's pretty interesting you see that woman that fell in love with like her roller coasters did you see I the said, guy that fell in the car, car? That's that's what what I'm oh my god that was disgusting <laughs> yeah he would like yeah, do things awesome. in his car yeah, can i use like explicit words yeah <laughs> yeah he fucked his exhaust pipe. <laughs> yeah, That's I know. Disgusting. <laughs> I don't think I'd fuck my piano, but like, how no, would no, you? No, no, I'm, I'm speaking like strictly like emotional. Love. Yeah, I think, a piano. I think Bro, a piano. I think a piano. I love my bed. What you, Honestly, what a bed. But a is bed. it a romantic type of love, or is it just like? It could be romantic. You know, romantic. Your bed. But is it? Well, you're putting the context that it is. If they had to. No, if no, I had. No, 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 I'm straight up asking Michelle if she has a romantic. No, she do you? My, the catcher on my strangest addictions. <laughs> well, because your question is, we have to pick an inanimate an, an object, so yeah, and we will. Look, there are some, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Like you don't want to fall in love with like a like copper wire or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. That's I think I, I stick to my piano in bed, bro. My bed. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's piano good. for me. All right. All right. And we have one final question for you all guys. Right, guys, this is this is weird because you guys are clearly all friends, but. Can a guy and a girl be just friends? Define I say yes. Define okay, just friends. So I'm going to define. I'm not saying that you have to like do anything, but I'm saying like in my opinion, I think that every guy and girl when they become friends initially, like there is someone probably had a thing for the other or thought one was cute or like something something Nikki was there. No, that's absolutely. <laughs> so I wanted to yeah, cuz I was going to argue with her about that, but that's not why we're friends. But like initially, I was gonna say the perfect, the perfect argument towards that 
Nikki and AJ never. That's not. Yeah, you can't say that. that didn't happen. Me and AJ have never liked have each other along friends. the course of our friendship. You, but okay, not even like, but like you never had like, oh, like Nikki's no. cute. Or, like, no, oh. I've never thought that about AJ. No, no offense. <laughs> no, it's fine. We've, you know, like, we've not been friends for a lot of time, and it's wonderful. I, because like, listen, like, okay, remove with, your friend group yes. then. Remove your friend group because your friend group you is can't special. Say that. Okay, but you guys are special. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Good special or bad special? Oh, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but do you think a guy and a girl can be just friends? Okay, wait, okay. There are girls out there who you might not be attracted to sexually or in a romantic capacity, mm-hmm. but that you could be friends with. Yes. Is it possible that you're friends with a girl who you do have that attraction to and you do find it, like sort of have a romantic connection to? Yes, but obviously I think it's, it's not necessary. It's definitely possible to have a friendship with someone who you... Who's a girl who just you know, I agree. Like that. You don't think of them that way. No, I do. Yeah. I do think that a guy and a girl can be just friends. Talk I, about the person who said that to you, because <laughs> Michelle knows people who say that. Like she's not asking for no reason. Yeah. So there was a guy that I was like talking to, and we were whatever we we're talking, and he goes, "If I'm dating a girl, she's not allowed to have guy friends." Okay, well that guy's just a dick. And I was like, "Excuse me." But like, I think it's like I've heard like the whole overprotective boyfriend like. You guys would never, like, you're saying I would never be the boyfriend who says my girlfriend can't have her own guy friends? No, but then he clarified, and he said, if you have friends that you were with, like, you know, you've known them since you were little, that's fine. But if you start making friends now that are guys, I would not be okay with that. And, and as, was, much as, as much as you're able to know what's going on with the relationship between your girlfriend and, or boyfriend and uh, their same gender, or different gendered friend, um... Like there are people that I would be like that are that I am completely fine with my girlfriend hanging out with that she doesn't know from childhood. Like I don't see any romantic, yeah. I don't see any like problems. If I if she was to start making friends with somebody and I think there's some kind of you know something going on that he likes her, maybe she even likes him, which is obviously (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then obviously that's in that's there's a conversation to be had there, but it definitely varies depending on who the person is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, even for context, on like, I like Dove in grade nine. We are in fourth year <laughs> university, like, and we are friends. Dove yeah. never liked me back, like, and it was sad. But like, <laughs> the point is now we're all just friends with each other, you know. And now Dove is dating my best friend. Like, bro, yeah. we can all be just friends. Out of a movie. Yeah. Is that out of a movie? I mean, yeah, I, I think that a guy and a girl can be just friends. I think we all agree on I that. Think, yeah. But we can all talk about the fact that it's crazy that people don't agree with that. I, yeah. Wait, I, but I it do also think. does depend on the person, like the girl and the mean? guy. Like, there are people who you might not trust to be in a, like, in a relationship. <laughs> then you with shouldn't a, be dating <laughs> them. No, I mean, not necessarily, but, you know. There are different types of people out there. So, so people will have different. So, for example, like one of my best friends, like she's just naturally like a really flirty person. Okay, like she, she doesn't tend. She doesn't, I don't buy that. She, I, <laughs> I disagree with you. She doesn't mean to be that way. She just is. And um, when she got into a relationship, like out of respect for her boyfriend, like she stopped, like talking to a lot of her guy friends because she said like. I know myself and I know that like I tend to be flirty sometimes and out of respect like I'm gonna stop and like now when she goes out to like a club with her girlfriends like she doesn't talk to anyone because she's like even if I talk to them and I'm trying to be friends like I know that I can be flirty so I'm gonna just eliminate myself from this but if there's no inherent I I don't know like why would you like cut your own friends out I I just can't understand that she's saying is that there's a that 
she recognizes that her own personality type is some is, is flirty, and, but that, if, but and that you don't want to be in a relationship where there isn't that sort of trust. And if they're hanging out with with people, and it's and you you know that they're that type of person that can that can do that no problem, then it's fine. But if they're no, hanging out with these young talks. whippersnappers yeah. that are trying to <laughs> get together with your girlfriend, it's like no, she still talks scenario. to the guys that she was friends with, but she doesn't. She won't hang out with them oh, like one on one. I think there's a big difference between like a girl having like that one guy that's her talks like every single day. I think once you're in a relationship with somebody, like you know, maybe not like don't be like so 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 close because that's just a little like you know like I think if I were I got my. I, if I got into a relationship, I think that I wouldn't cut out my guy friends, but I would definitely, like, talk to them less. I don't think my respect. relationship with, like, you guys has changed at all since I got in a relationship. But, but also, your boyfriend's not here. I, I also think if didn't he was here, it would be different. I also never consistently spoke to Dove, AJ, and the rest of our guy friends, like, every second of the day, all day. That was never, like, our... They're also, I mean, I'm sure if your boyfriend was to come and assess the situation, he wouldn't have any doubt that there's nothing going on with my yeah. guy friends. So. I, I think, it's I think there's something going on with my boyfriend and my guy friends. No. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I met him once. No, I'm joking. Um, I think it's like it's all context dependent. Like if, yeah. in theory, I have absolutely zero problem with anyone I'm dating having any friends and any type of relationship with anyone, assuming it's whatever. But when lines start being blurred or when there is the ability to perceive lines being blurred, then there's nothing to talk about. I, I mm-hmm. have like like zero problem what, at all. And I would also, I would not go out with someone that had a problem with me hanging out with my friends that are girls. That's like, mm-hmm. back to the red flag, that's a huge red flag. Like, I, I agree. I would not feel comfortable, like my friends to me like come first. Like, I agree. I would not do that. And then on the flip side, I would not do that to someone else. I, yeah. But if I'm dating someone and they have, you know, like, so, like a guy friend that like, even if they hang out one-on-one, completely fine with that. But if they start doing, like, date-like things, and I find out, like, oh, he's, like, offering to pay for her, mm-hmm. and then they're, whatever, even if they're not, even if, like, she's, like, oh, like, it's nothing, and he doesn't like me, and yada, 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 then I'm, like, well, I want to, like, know a little bit more what's going on. Because you feel because that crosses the line. What, I don't know if it necessarily crosses the line, but it's something where, like, I'd want to be completely sure before I want to see it happen. I agree with you on that. I definitely think it's important, like... I, I like we all do definitely agree that that statement a girl and a guy can just be friends a hundred percent and yeah I think like my friends also come first like in any relationship I think it's important for the person who you're with you should want them to have their own friends female or male any right. situation and you don't want to be in a relationship where there's like uh, this lack of trust you know? yeah it's, it's it's shitty it's like it's just it sucks and, totally yeah. all right amazing then there's a, well that wraps up our questions for you guys and um, any like final comments thoughts statements anything you want to ask the listeners or the other person in the last few minutes uh i just want everyone to you know engage the present moment um was a double entendre there that was good that was good. good very nice and uh yeah thank you guys for listening if anyone is if anyone is well ouch ouch um yeah well that's a wrap for today thank you guys for listening and happy one year to us yeah we hope you all have a good rest of your week and we'll see you soon Bye. bye